welcome back to the bookish besties where we talk about books and occasionally their film adaptations we are your co-hosts seher and taya in today's episode we will be discussing the wishing spell which is the first book of the land of story series written by chris colfer and just to let you know this is not a spoiler free podcast so listen at your own risk the land of stories is about two twins alex and connor and their kind of adventure when for their birthday, Alex is gifted this book called The Land of Stories from their grandmother, and it's been about a year since their dad passed away from a car accident, and so basically the only people that they have in their lives is their mom and their grandma. They end up falling into this book. Yeah, basically they travel to this world basically called The Land of Stories, which is basically just filled with a bunch of retellings of fairy tales, and the whole time they're basically trying to collect items from this thing called The Wishing Spell, and if they collect all the items, they can go back to the human world. So this is a book that I actually recommended to review in this podcast because it's a book that I really enjoyed as a child. Like I literally remember my teacher would read this aloud to us and I really liked the book so I read the series too but this was when I was a lot younger so I haven't really come back to this book at all in a long time. So it was interesting to reread it. I thought it was really creative and fun how there was all these fairy tale retellings which these kids they were traveling through and I just really thought that was intriguing and such a fun concept to think about as a kid and (laughs) some cons I had about this book was that I didn't like the writing style of the book if that makes sense it wasn't really my cup of tea and also something that throughout the book is this felt like things were either going so slow or going so fast it didn't feel linear or smooth to me. Yeah, it wasn't, it didn't feel very smooth, so it kind of just gave me like a headache to read sometimes, and it wasn't that enjoyable for those reasons. So this was my first time reading it, and I think if I read it as a kid, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but reading it now, it was pretty difficult for me to get through. Also, I kind of had a book hangover. I noticed this anytime I read a book after I finish a series, like binge finish a series and really like it, I do not like the book after that very much, and so I have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. So it took me a really long time to get through. I think the retelling of the fairy tales were interesting, but also as someone who's liked the original fairy tales, I do not think it would have vibed with me very well. (laughs) (laughs) I think that there's like parts of the story are really great, and I think the general concept of it is nice, but the overall execution was just mediocre, I think. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to the plot. So as we were already discussing... The plot is kind of wacky because of how it's like timed out. It's just really slow in some places and really fast in some places. For example, like the whole exposition was so slow and the fact that the exposition was like set up for so long, but then Alex and Connor literally just ditched to the land yeah. of stories and they never came back for the rest of the world. I'm like, okay, what was the point of all of that exposition? Because it's a part of a series, but like also they could have just talked about the exposition more of the human world in later books because they don't exactly spend that much time here and then they could have just spent more time talking about the land of stories and another thing that I felt was so like fast paced was do you remember like when Connor and Alex got like kidnapped by like the trolls and then there's like a bunch of human slaves 
yeah yeah that just like went so quick it was like oh my god you guys just got kidnapped and you guys were about to be like trafficked as slaves and that like lasted like 10 pages or something like probably less yeah it was a bit disconcerting to read that just because one the pace is different too you're like hold up hold up i've been skimming if you were you've been skimming and then you read that all this dark stuff is happening and it kind of throws you off yeah because it's like all these traumatic and really dark and messed up things are happening but then it's still so lighthearted, and I'm like huh I mean it's a children's book so of course it works just weird like reading it as an older person I feel old now the plot was a plot I guess <laughs> I think the first well the first chapter right when it was from the witch's perspective that threw me off and I think it oh. would have been interesting if I mean I like when the first chapters from another person's perspective right but this one it just felt the intro was so long that it was like 200 pages and it was like not relevant and another thing there's seven books in this series and this is on ch on chapter two it is described as being a quote-unquote sea of suburbia so i'm guessing they go back into the land of stories for their little adventures but um it makes sense because if you live in a land of suburbia i i'd sure want <laughs> I sure want to go to Land of Stories. Like, I don't even understand how he described it because it was like, there's just suburbia and then there's more. More of it. Just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's the reason why they just decided to ditch, or at least Alex. No, but that would be my reason. Also, another thing that I found so weird about... I mean, of course it's a children's book, so it's not going to be so complicated, but Alex and Connor, they got through of all these trials so easily. Like, so freaking easily. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it wasn't even that difficult for them because if they did like run into a problem, they could just like solve it within like two minutes. And then you have like the evil queen sending a hunter to get the like wishing spell items and a freaking adult that's like trained for this stuff can't do it, but these two random children can. Yep, that's a kid's story for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Always in like kid's stories, like the adults are just really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird thinking about though. But yeah, and then also besides just every everything being easy for them another part of everything being so easy for them was the fact that literally everyone was so nice besides the evil queen like everyone yeah. was like willing to let connor and alex live with them or willing to give them advice or things to help them on their journey like what like when alex and connor went to see cinderella and the guard was showing them around yeah. and then all of a sudden they weren't even supposed to be there and then all of a sudden cinderella came out and she's like oh let me let me give you a grand tour yeah. like what yeah, why would Cinderella, if there's a ball going on, why was she just coming out to talk to some random That's some main character energy in? right there. Have Cinderella come. No, like, there's literally so many scenarios in this book where they exactly. could die. Like, they literally could have been executed or something for sneaking in, I'm assuming. But, like, why are all these rulers, like, they're just all so nice for no reason, you know? Yeah. Actually, no, considering, like, Cinderella's character and stuff, she did also kind of sneak into the ball, which is why she tried to give them a tour, but still, I still find it weird. Oh, and then also, let's talk about the ending of the book. I'm- I was so confused by the fact that the fairy godmother- that literally, the fairy godmother- Was their grandma? No, not that. The fairy godmother literally gave them the book that got them into the land of stories. Without giving them any explanation on how to use it. Yeah, exactly, when she knew this could get them inside the whole time and then at the end she's just like oh 
I'm here to save you guys. That's like, hella was dangerous. That, was, no, was that whole journey just, like, pointless? Clearly. It felt so pointless because literally even when the evil queen tried to use it, she got the guy out of the mirror, but then he didn't even remember her. So what was the point of anything they just did if the fairy godmother was just going to save them and bring them back to the human world in the end? Trial basis? I'm not sure. I mean, there's more books, so I guess there's more points to be made. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm just talking about how this whole journey, it was it just doesn't work. It's probably cursed or something. Okay, moving on to character. I think first of all we have a lot to say about the teacher at the start of the book huh oh my god okay i have this like whole i have this whole thing are you looking for your whole thing do you know <laughs> i was kidding myself because i'm vain and you don't have your uh, camera on yeah my camera broke yeah it's tragic now i can't see your face anymore i don't know how to fix it it's probably all that milk you spilled on there <laughs> no the milk didn't like get on my camera though it just broke. It went I... into the hardware. It yeah, went no. all the way down. I spilled a whole cup of milk onto my computer and it, it's still alive somehow. One thing I don't understand about the teacher is like why she had to be so mean. She was so hard on these kids. So hard on Connor, really. And totally favored Alex. And it was just like, why? Because... I just, it didn't make sense. You're like, she's not really relevant. She's not really relevant. She just has to be mean to everybody. Yeah, I feel like kind of the whole point of that fairy tale thing was to like set the exposition for the rest of the book because they're traveling into like fairy tale lands. But like also, what was the point of it? It was just to show that, like, Connor misbehaved, I guess. Yeah, it was so weird. Also, just in general with children books, the teachers and, like, school are always so bad. Like, the school they literally go to or the teachers they have are literally the worst. I know. And I, I don't, I honestly don't know what the reason for that is. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Also, one thing that didn't make any sense was that they're fourth graders, but they're, like, 12. I'm like, you're supposed to be in seventh grade. I don't know. Maybe in this, you universe age is different or something i'll just or they i don't they know actually held back for like three, three years i'm just gonna assume they're sixth graders that makes more sense yeah just i really hated the teacher because of the fact they wouldn't let the students interpret the story as they wanted to they literally just have this like one cut out and dry like explanation for a fairy tale and if students didn't agree with that they're automatically like wrong and i'm like what are you even teaching she, yeah because originally she was like guys do this assignment and think about what your interpretation is and then judging other people's like ma'am you don't have a foot to stand on here and connor's interpretation like made sense like he wasn't wrong at all and it was pretty valid and a good life lesson to know exactly the teacher's like i don't like that i just think she doesn't like connor in general yeah she's totally biased yeah but honestly we need more alex's in our life do we no the fact is is because literally the rest of the class none of them wanted to answer the questions oh that, yeah right? totally. so then alex is out here like volunteering to answer everything and like the teacher is focusing on alex and not the rest of the class like alex is doing them a huge favor and they should be kind of more thankful for that <laughs> i know Especially actually connor like she saved his ass <laughs> so many times <laughs> exactly I feel like, at least I do, I'm lucky enough to have an Alex in my, a lot of my classes, even though they're, 
sometimes they can be a little over the top, but you know what? I will take that any day over like having to share in class. I mean, there's always an Alex, but not as extreme of Alex because this, okay, Alex was literally the only person participating in class willingly and everyone else was just like sleeping or something. I mean, that just describes online school to you. So. Oh yeah, definitely an online school. In, in person school, there's at least more people participating. No one like participates in online school except for like one or two people i guess i mean technically there is in-person school but neither of us are going because you socializing but was it just me or was there something going on between red riding hood yeah red riding hood and goldilocks it's enemies to lovers were you so here for it i literally shipped them so much i thought they were just gonna both ditch jack and then like get together or something like it would have been like a great like enemies to lovers we needed thing. that so but much damn if they just kept on crying and fighting over jack the whole time ditch like, jack. jack didn't even no do one anything cares about jack okay no like there's literally he seems like a chat or something i don't know i'm just gonna say that because yeah why is everyone straight like literally and also the fact that literally all their romance and this book is literally the root of every problem yeah that these characters have it's so it's funny it's so centralized <laughs> that it just kind of surprises me that there isn't any other relationships other than straight and also because the writer chris colfer has a husband yeah i thought there would be more representation but oh well i guess just because it's a kid's book doesn't mean you can get away with just having like sad straight people fighting over jack no literally it's not even like five straight people it's literally everyone is like in a straight relationship like you could have added like someone i mean we don't know about alex and connor yet they're still children uh um uh I, no comment because i read the rest of the books <gasps> Spoiler Alex, alert, they're straight. kind of gives me gay vibes, not gonna lie. She gives me pan or bi vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, Next question. question. Yeah. <laughs> Here, this is like a question, but I feel like Connor and Alex, like, I feel like a big part of their character is literally just trying to relate to the children characters, which is kind of why they're polar opposites, so then they can relate to, like, different type of children, and that's kind of how their dynamic works. But do you see yourself more in Connor or, or Alex? I personally see myself more in Connor, even though that doesn't really make sense, is because... I don't know, you probably would have thought I would have been like more of an Alex, but the main thing, I'm just thinking about their personality-wise, not just their characteristics, because obviously Alex is like good at school, Te well I'm not a teacher's pet, but you know, that kind of thing. I was thinking like, oh I can relate to her in that way, but then Connor, I don't know, maybe I just like Connor more, because he seems more chill, um, but yeah, that's the one thing I didn't quite, I was like, these characters, these, these siblings, they're so polar opposite, how did they get along? I mean, probably through trauma or whatever, but I think they're bonded through that experience like having their dad die but yeah. other than that i think that was like one of the major reasons that they're like compatible as friends as well as siblings because of that even though their characters are so like there's so much contrast between them yeah me too i would say i see mostly i see myself as an alex because like i'm not exactly a teacher's pet or anything but like i go to school um no, you don't. <laughs> that's it. No, but also, I actually, I also really like reading, and that's, like, a big thing for Alex, I guess. So, relatable. <laughs> but, like, I also see myself in, like, Connor, because, like, when he was talking about his interpretations at the start of the book for the fairy tales, like, those are the same interpretations I have of fairy tales. Yeah. Uh, like, not, like, whatever, like, Alex, like, whatever corny stuff Alex said. I also think that Alex is, like, 
how would you say that? Like, her overbearingness to correct people and to, like, insert herself into situations. I feel like my dislike for that characteristic really pushed me more towards relating to Connor because I'm just yeah, so no. not that. And that was, like, my worst fear. So I do not like putting myself in people's business. Like, no. Yeah, it definitely feels like she's just trying to, like, kind of making her, like, self the center of many things just, like, so she can, like, succeed or something. But that also, like, thinking more about her character, that makes sense, like, because she's a very lonely person. She doesn't have friends. So that makes sense for why she does that because, like, that's her way of getting validation and stuff. While you have, like, Connor who actually has, like, friends and stuff, I guess. But, like, that makes sense for Alex's character if you think more about it, that she'd act like that. And there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with wanting to be the center of attention or having that. I just think I'm just so uninterested, uninclined. I mean, it's like, annoying. It is annoying, yes. But there are people <laughs> who are like that and to each their own, I guess. So for the evil queen, one thing I really appreciated about this book is how they made the villain morally gray, which is something we were discussing in like past podcast episodes. Why can't they make villains or the things that the characters have to overcome like more morally gray? And that he made the evil queen morally gray with her whole backstory and why she was trying to get the wishing spell and that she was just trying to save the love of her life and then all that snazzy stuff. But then also I didn't like how the author kind of just threw that all away last minute because it was like okay this morally gray character finally got the thing that she's looking for for this whole time and then as soon as she got and tried using it like the dude that she was trying to save didn't even remember her and then she was just locked up again and Alex and Connor ran away so what was the point of like that character because I feel like it just wasn't the right outcome if that makes sense like it just didn't feel right yeah I think that it's giving me main character vibes just because of no, I literally would love seeing the Evil Queen seems so much more interesting than Alex and Connor. Yeah, we, we we need a book from her perspective. Yeah, basically. And then we need a love story between Goldilocks and Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, we should make a fan fiction. Oh my god. Okay, we've already <laughs> we started Goldilocks. writing a... Sahara, I don't think that's the best idea because we've already we started have... writing a fan fic. Like, and I'm pretty I'm the sure... one who's written all I'm... the words. You wrote all, Oops. what, three? <laughs> Oops. I still need to re- uh, write that fan fiction for you and that horse boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a weird inside joke, but what? You know, There's you don't like need that to. like weird horse with a human face and Taya. I shipped them together, so I was joking. I didn't. I don't actually care. Mean it's hot. Do you think I'm? Jo- you said there's better looking horses than yeah, that. Yeah, so I never said the horses were hot. I'm just saying that because it was a horse with a human face, it was freaking ugly and scary. Okay, which but is the why any it wasn't even a better. centaur. It was like a horse neck with a human head, which is strange. You might as well have a centaur. I ship it. Da 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 da. Wow. <laughs> okay, themes time. I think an important theme in this book is that there's not only one side to the story, which is something that we saw with both the evil queen and I think with also Alex and Connor's dad, because they literally knew nothing about their father, and then they learned all about who their father really was and it was kind of like you know just like these two different perspectives and stories and like literally every 
everyone hates the evil queen for being the evil queen and trying to poison Snow White, but then you actually learn like why she did that and like her kind of beliefs and motivation and then you sympathize with her more. Just remember there's always two sides to something. And like having your opinions being a little bit different than like the norm. Yeah, never be scared to interpret things as you do. Basically, the whole thing with at the start and seeing unless you're a serial killer. I mean, what are they even weird interpretation? You never know. Okay, well, <laughs> you never I, know. <laughs> please, can we not make Alex and Connor serial killers in our fan fiction? I make no promises. Damn it. <laughs> okay. One, one, two, two, three, three. What would you what do? Would you do? Seher, okay. what would you do? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm going to go eat soon. I'm fasting. So that's what I'm going to do. End of podcast. Cut the cameras. Cut the microphones. Cut the microphones. <laughs> no one's seeing the cameras. Yeah, okay. Um, what would you do if you were originally presented with this book that was, like, creepy and weird and you were just shoving pencils through it and it went to this... It just disappeared into the book. Uh, I'd cry. I'm sorry. That's literally my answer for all these questions. Like, I'm thinking about these answers as... No, I'm thinking about this as if, like, I'm a child. I honestly don't know if I'm supposed to think about myself as a fourth grader or, like, sixth grader, though, because I'm confused. Those two people were very So, I'm just people. gonna think... Yeah, I'm gonna think about myself as a fourth grader because that's even more entertaining. You were a chill fourth grader. Yeah, I didn't really do anything. (laughs) But yeah, I'd cry about it. I'd probably just take the book to my grandma and be like, why, why is this book eating my pencils? If we're gonna think about it from a fourth grader perspective, I probably would have jumped in. (laughs) but me now um I'm not sure if I would have gone to my grandma because why did she give me maybe I would have because that's actually the smartest thing to do or I just like bury the book I don't know but like I get I try to get rid of it or try to like get answers see getting rid of it right i was gonna say arson but bearing the process why are you committing arson as a fourth grader you know me (laughs) why not any day is arson day now okay i guess now here, next question. How would you react to, let's say you're just this random frog dude and you're just walking like in this field and suddenly you see two kids uh, fall out of the sky. What are you going to do? Are you going to help them? Run. Run. I mean, I might help them. <laughs> you're going to hop. Fr- yeah. <laughs> I feel like all of these answers to any of these is like cry or run. Except I can't run, so. You're not gonna cry if you're the frog, dude. Like, you have the upper hand. These are children. I'd just be confused why there's things, like, falling out of the sky. Also, is your frog mind good, or is it, is it a frog mind, or is it a human mind and a frog? Isn't uh, it a toad? It's, it's literally a person and a frog. Like, That's person. A- a bit disconcerting. Uh, you read the book, didn't you? Yeah. The frog turned into a human and he was like Prince Charming or something. I don't even know. Like he was the lost brother. Okay, but like, um, do we, did we have any photos of him? You're just asking me if I have pictures of some <laughs> random frog man? No, it was that I don't remember any images of him in the drawings. We were robbed. I remember some. They're just, it's just some frogman wearing like a suit or something. But no, when he turned into like a human. Oh, I don't know. Damn, I'm disappointed. Some random white dude. That's probably good looking because he's a prince. Yeah, it's like pretty privilege. I'm here for it. He's a frog. Stop.
still could be drop dead gorgeous. We wouldn't know. Did you see Connor's and Alex's reaction to him? No, if I was Connor or Alex, I'd probably piss myself. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> if I saw a frog human after falling out of the sky and I, I wasn't in my bedroom anymore, I'd literally just like, I'd probably just like pass out or something. Oh no. I would probably do the same thing, but in very different reactions. See, while you would pee while you're crying and then pass out, <laughs> I would run away and probably pee my pants while I'm running. You're because... gonna trip and you're gonna die. Okay, but you know, everyone pees a little when they're running. Um, if they're... um... <laughs> no, literally. Imagine how terrifying <laughs> I'm just imagining the child us just like running away screaming from some like giant frog man which is like hopping after us. Like that's so funny to think about. I can't even run. I would hobble away. I'm injured. Like what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Rest not... in peace, Taya. I'm gonna leave you because I mean <laughs> How could you? I'm not gonna become frog meat. <laughs> Unless the frog's a vegetarian, then I think you'll be okay. <laughs> okay, but the frog is a prince. Uh right? Just just assume all frogs No. Just assume <laughs> all frogs are princes and then problem solved. Do you have any what would you do? What would you do if you're the evil queen and these random kids were just like, Hey, we want the wishing spell because we were being stupid and we just fell into this random world and we literally don't care about anyone else and literally everyone else is so nice to us and which is why we're getting through this so easily and literally the love of your life is inside a mirror. I feel like that question was a, a bit biased <laughs> and gave a little more to the, the answer you would choose or want from me. I know what I'm doing, <laughs> but you tell me what you're doing. I'm obviously not getting, giving these kids what they want. Why would you? I mean, they're just entitled. They get anything they want. They should learn to lose sometimes. Okay, what I would do, I would probably hunt them down. Honestly, probably something similar to what she did. Like, I wouldn't even go after the wishing spell at that point. i just go after the kids and kidnap them or something, you know? Very productive. But yeah, they pissed me off. Who told you you were allowed to just come to this random universe and steal these items when I was trying to steal them? I'm speechless. Oh, I think I say that a bit too much on this podcast. I mean, character development, Seher. No, it's okay. Wow, I never thought I'd hear the day of you volunteering kind of to murder children, except for the- This is why I wouldn't get um, away I mean, with murdering children. Okay, um- I just edit myself out. <laughs> edit away the evidence. So, this is basically the end to our children fantasy books mini-series, because from next week on- we're yeah. doing Shadow and Bone. Yeah, we're going to be doing I'm so excited. basically the Grishaverse <laughs> universe books. And then we're going to go on and do some other fantasy books. Yeah. We will see then. So, Taya, what's your overall feeling about this? Like, just reflecting upon children fantasy books. Well, this is actually the first time that we've kind of done, like, a separate... These are kind of two almost different groups. Yeah. I think children's fantasy is awesome. <laughs> like, like it's something that, as a kid, you can... Your imagination can just run wild with, and it just kind of, like, sets the basis for, like, all these cool ideas and stories and all these different things that I think are really interesting. And even as, like, a teenager or adult or whatever, like, sometimes you might want to read these and that's okay. Maybe I want to read them and that's okay. And yet some of these are not worth your time and that is what we've learned. <laughs> 
is that if you want to read a kid's fantasy, maybe make sure you know what you want to read or know specific ones because some of them are just not it. Yeah, some children's fantasy books, they're just not ageless. They just don't age well into, I guess, adulthood or just being older, I guess. And I really enjoyed this miniseries. I thought it was a really fun twist on what we are planning to do and what we usually do. Especially because we were both a little concerned for fantasy, or I was, because I didn't read fantasy before this, and now... And the fantasy genre is like something else. Yeah, the fantasy... Okay, yeah, they're their own world, and I felt like... You wanted to keep it wholesome for a bit. Yeah, and before you guys are gonna... It's gonna be a doozy... But I think that it was interesting for both of us to put our inputs into these books as well because we each picked. Yeah, so we picked Narnia because that was popular. I picked The Thief of Always and Sahara picked The Land of Stories. So I feel like there was that, oh, I loved this book as a kid and just kind of like being able to put that here because a lot of our other books that we talk about on here are either popular or mainly just that. Or I mean, we still like reading them, but we are reading them because they are generally more popular, at least in the first couple seasons. Yeah, and also, I mean, most of these books we haven't read before, so we're kind of going into them, our current perspective, instead of, like, now with these books, we went in with our, like, children perspective and, like, our perspective now, too, which is fun. <laughs> this was just fun to do because it's, like, all lighthearted and it's just children books, you know, so. But yeah, also, like how Teo was saying, some of these are not worth your time. <laughs> you yeah. just have to figure it out. And then again, I'm not going to dictate what you're going to read. Just do whatever makes you happy. Just some of these don't age well. Okay, thank you for listening to The Bookish Besties. We are your co-hosts, Seher and Taya. Make sure to follow us on our social medias on Instagram at thebookishbesties underscore and on TikTok at bookishbesties. Next week, as we already said, we'll be reviewing Shadow and Bone. Plus and the TV series. Yeah, it's coming out next Friday, so we're pretty excited excited for that. Bro, it is too late in the night for us to be recording. No, it's freaking, it's 10 p.m. right now. On a school night. Oh my gosh. A school night. Yeah. And we, we have to edit this. It's fun. Good luck, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably help you with it. Yeah, good luck to me. All right, well, have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>